have an outline. If you don't, you could raise your hand, and I'm sure that there will uh, be a way to get you one. If you have a white copy, uh, it means that you're going to heaven. If you have a yellow copy, I'm sorry. No, not that's not really true. Okay, we just ran out of yellow paper in the middle of the run. So if you have white paper, it's exactly the same as the ones with yellow paper. Okay, identical, except for uh, color. Uh, there is uh, proof that you should really watch out for the preacher. Okay. This week, Aaron Lonard was standing in the doorway of the kitchen, and uh, as I she was standing talking to Peter, and as I passed by, I just kind of bumped her a little bit and went on in, you know, just kind of let her know I was there, and uh, went in and made some tea or something. And on my way out, she was still standing there, and so I just very gingerly grabbed her arm and walked on by. And uh, later on, I you know I went back to my office and I was eating my lunch or something. I came out and I noticed that Aaron was crouched down on the floor next to Brandy. And they were getting uh, Selah ready to leave. And, and uh, Aaron had this look on her face like, you know, of dismay or something. And I kind of said, you know, what's up with you? And, and uh, Aaron said, you dislocated my shoulder. And I said, no, come on, I didn't dislocate your shoulder. you got to be kidding. I looked at Brandy and Brandy said, no, really, you did. And I still said, no, there's no way. I didn't dislocate your shoulder because I had just barely grabbed her. I just barely touched her. I had dislocated her shoulder, and she had to go to. She was in the hospital the rest of the day, and they had to put it back in. And they had to give her medication to relax her muscles and everything. And the point is, don't mess with me, folks. Okay? <laughs> no, I, I felt so bad. I can't tell you. I can't tell you how terrible I felt. I can't believe I'm laughing about it right now. But Erin, uh, she's okay now, and she has forgiven me, and we're still friends. But, oh, boy, I, I felt terrible. So please, be very. if I look like I'm going to hug you this morning, just run away, okay? Like I, I just don't want to have that experience again. Last week, we looked at the notion of what it is that God has done. And we talked about need. We talked about human sinfulness. Uh, I didn't really talk much about the fall, but of course the fall of humankind in the garden is the whole point. And Adam and Eve with their sins started a process that really put humankind down a path that they've been on ever since. And we just keep sinning. We don't do better than that. Sin is our lot. Uh, we just don't do what God uh, wants us to do. Then we talked about the answer. The answer to sin. And that answer comes in the person of Jesus Christ. And so very simply... We just looked at the gospel, and that was the point, to just look at the gospel and talk about the, the simple gospel of Jesus, and to do so, and this was so much of the point as well, do so in such a way that if you are a Christian, thinking to yourself, I know some people around me who don't know Jesus, that you now have something that you can take home, something in your hands that says, this is how I can teach people about Jesus Christ. And I gave you a whole list of scriptures at the bottom of the page, on the second page of the outline, that talked about... Just the simple gospel. And there were all these passages that really are just, just talk about the gospel. That's all. Because ultimately, that's who we are. That's what we're about. We want to talk about Jesus. There's lots of intricacies of theology we could talk about. Or we could talk about biblical passages and the teaching that they have for us today. But the, the main thing that we want to be talking about all the time is for people to simply hear about Jesus. To hear about the gospel and know that Christ died for them. Uh, interesting, I keep using the word gospel. Bob said in class this morning, you know, it would be so helpful if we just used the word good news instead of saying gospel. And I think that's a good point. 
I, I, I can so easily, it just rolls off my tongue, gospel, without people understanding perhaps that that simply means good news. And we're talking specifically about the good news of Jesus Christ. And we want to be able to proclaim the good news of Jesus to the world around us. We've been talking for weeks about taking the, the good news of Jesus into our circles of influence, whether it's at work or it's the, the, uh, the soccer team that we help coach or the grocery store at which we shop, uh, the neighbor next door, whatever it is, we want to be able to take the good news of Jesus into our circles of influence. And I tried very simply last week to give you the essence of the gospel, to talk about what it is that Jesus has done and to give you lots of passages even to consider. If you're not a Christian, if you don't know Jesus as Lord, look at the passages that I put on last week's outline and they detail so specifically what it is that Christ has done for us. Well, this morning, new outline, new subject, but really the same in a sense because we want to talk about not the need or the answer, but the response. I firmly believe and this is kind of the last point in the outline, but the, I, I fully believe that Jesus expects from every human being a response. If, if you're here this morning, and you're one of those people, and I, I run into people like this all the time at this place on Sunday mornings, if you're one of those people who came here and said, you know, I'm interested in what church might be about. I, I hear what church is about Occasionally, and I, I know that there are Christians who are really are doing some good works in the world. I'm very interested in that. How do I get involved, or how do I become part of this, or what is this all about? Well, that's what we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, is what exactly this is all about. And today is simply a look at what it is that God wants us to do. What does the New Testament say to be my response to Jesus Christ? And so is that up? It is indeed. What should be my response to Jesus Christ? And here is the first blanks on your outline. Number one, believing. What God wants for us is believing. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died to save you and who rose from the dead to reign as Lord of the universe? This is, in fact, the great question. Do you believe this? What Christians would say is that if you don't believe this, then this is something that you should explore. You should, as a person who hears the gospel, the good news about Jesus, the things that we talked about last week, if you've heard the good news of Jesus, we are, we're asking, hoping, that you will in fact believe the claims that Jesus has made about himself, that you'll believe what it is that Jesus has done, that you'll believe the need about humankind, that humankind is sinful, that you'll believe the answer, that God has said, the answer is in my son. Life is found in my son. And if you believe in Jesus, that is the main point that human beings need to get with respect to God and what he's done in Jesus. The question is, do you believe? And so that first blank, believing, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died to save you and who rose to reign as Lord of the universe? Second major point, accepting. That's the first blank there, accepting. Willing to take him into your heart and life? Are you willing to take him into your heart and life? And you say, what do you mean, take him into your heart and life? What does that mean? I can't take the historic person of Jesus into my heart and life. No, you can't. That's true. But what you can take 
is the belief that you have in Jesus into your heart and life. You can be a person who says, this is real to me. Not only do I believe this intellectually with my head, but I believe this with my whole self. Everything that I am is wrapped up in this truth about who Jesus is. And that's what he calls forth from us, is a complete devotion to Christ, the giving of the self, of the heart, and the life to Jesus. And so when he asks you, do you believe, it's not just a belief that says, I give intellectual assent. I say, yes, I find this to be true. Lots of people could find this to be true and never give themselves to it. The question is, do you, in fact, accept it? Do you accept it into your life? Do you take him to your heart in your life? That's an important question. And the fact is, is that God wants from you relationship. He wants to know you. He wants to know you well. And you can't really know somebody well until it happens on the inside of who you are. And so I'm asking this morning for you to think seriously about accepting Jesus and taking him into your heart and your life. The third point, committing. Committing. Are you willing to give yourself to stay with him no matter what the cost? When you talk to somebody about Jesus, you're not asking for a superficial commitment. We're not asking for something trite. We're not asking for something slight. We're not asking for something to cost them something. When you ask someone to, to accept Jesus and bring it into their heart and life, you're asking for something monumental. And we're talking about lifelong commitment with respect to what we do with Jesus. Are you willing to give yourself to Jesus no matter what cost? That means committing, committing yourself to Christ. There are lots of things that well, drag you away from Jesus. And you know what they are. You know that the world and its possessions can drag you away from Christ. You know that there are things that attract you that make you, tend to make you compromise your faith. Jesus did not make those compromises. You to be committed to him for all of your life, no matter what the cost. Number four, confessing. Are you willing to stand before the whole world? Are you willing to stand before the whole world and tell them that you believe Jesus? Are you willing to stand before the world and tell them that Jesus is Lord? All of us have probably been in situations where we were just a little embarrassed say, like when you're in that situation, everybody around you is talking negatively about all the Christians, or where the, the jokes, or you're watching the television show and everybody's laughing, and you're the only one that's not, it's a university, it's a lounge with 50 other college students, and everybody's laughing, and I'm thinking, I just can't laugh at this, I can't do it, and when I speak about that I stick out like a sore thumb, and I did. 